Hello, Internet. Welcome to Tacos and Dice. Um, today, at the top of the episode, um, instead of having a cinematic, um, at the end of the last episode's encounter, I have decided to level up the party to level two. Um, Gilded Age does not have experience points, so it's completely arbitrary based on my intuition. So at the end of the last fight, I leveled everybody up, and we're just going to take a couple minutes to go around the table, starting with Matthew here on my left. And uh, we're just going to talk about what everybody has gotten now that you're level two. And if you could just uh, remind everybody who you are and who you're playing, and let's let's get into it. I'm Matt, and uh, I play Lyra, who is a Bastion. And uh, I got uh, the Flame Fuselage, Fuselage ability, um, which is a core Bastion ability that produces a line of fire that does uh, damage uh, to foes in uh, like eight eight spaces in a row. Uh, originating from me. It's kind of like a flamethrower kind of thing. And because I'm a bastion, that also lets me like taunt the, all the people that get hit by fire damage. So it is really, really core to the class and uh, will really help me with tanking. Uh, I also got Rapid Ramparts, which is an ability that all the spaces around me and around the towers that I create are swift spaces. So uh, people can double time move through them costs half as much movement for them to go through. And uh, finally, uh, I got an ability called Moat, and that means that uh, if there are enemies that are near me, they lose evasion, uh, and that will make them easier to hit. So since I'm the tank, I am making enemies easier to hit, I'm making spaces that are faster for people to move through, and I get an AoE. Nice. Sounds good. Thelma? Yes, hi, I'm Thelma. I'm playing Skyro, a navigator. My level 2 abilities include now a Deacon Zone, which does damage equal to 10% of our max of our enemy's max HP at the end of their turn, or sometime during their turn, but before the end of their turn. Equal to or less than my dexterity. Yeah, so yeah. that's my max. That's just a, a, a cap to prevent you from using it on an, an airship and doing 300,000 damage. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And then a growth mod. Ooh. Yes. Which I get to spend one GP from one of my zones and increase its area of effect by one for the rest of its duration. Very useful. And then a zone ace. At the start of battle, I get to choose one of my available zone effects. That effect becomes an ace centered on me. Ace stands for? Uh, adjacent creature effect. You'll pick one of your zones, and that will f constantly affect either your allies or enemies who are adjacent to you throughout the entire battle. Yes. Which is pretty useful, because uh, you could just slap a fast zone on yourself and just glide around the map. It doesn't... No? No. <laughs> <laughs> or not, because Travis doesn't like fun. <laughs> you know... We have a meteorologist in the party, and if the navigator was always faster than a meteorologist, the meteorologist would be sad. I can change which zone I affect, though, by yes. spending an AP. So it doesn't affect you, it just affects your allies. Yes. Okay, that's where, okay. Maybe that had been different in the past. Yes. This is like the 20th edition of Gold Age. <sighs> I wish it was only 20. So the, the last part of this is that I am not affected by my own ace. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's what I get for interrupting. Mm. <laughs> and that is all. All right, Chris. I'm Chris. I'm playing a meteorologist. 
Um, this one, I, I got it quite a bit. Um, I finally got a finisher, so I'm really going to start animating this up. Uh, yeah. So normally, uh, my skills are part of a combo attack, and this one, uh, my finisher is Typhoon Revolver, which I can do a, uh, melee attack and then do a storm attack, uh, with all the foes within so many spaces of me, uh, depending on how much GP I have racked up. Um, my evade has gone up, and then I get an electrical combo attack as well. And I'm just kind of going towards the AoE, so, uh, yeah. So your finisher is like Mortal Kombat. It's like a fatality. It's like a Street Fighter super move. Yeah. Not so Mortal Kombat. Not a, not a fatality. No, it's awesome, not gross. Got it. I can make it gross. Oh. All right. Hey, Travis, tell us, tell us what uh, Vic got. Uh, I'm Travis. I am playing Vic Winters, who is an experimentalist. Uh, so an experimentalist at second level gets clear out rounds, which means that I'm going to be able to shoot people and get rid of status effects or debuffs on them, which uh, can be very useful. I also get a new result ability, which I didn't actually get to use last battle because I didn't actually hit inflict any status effects on anybody. Um, but those basically the more status effect I deal to people, um, the more my results abilities improve and i only get to pick one at a time but this one will uh increase my damage over time the other thing i got is an ability called effective choices which basically gives me two new status effects to deal to enemies uh, and i actually get to pick from a list of six so i'll be able to inflict anemic which reduces people's ability to resist resist my status effects and blind which reduces people's accuracy I'm sorry for you, the GM, but I'm not sorry. You're going to be blind a lot. That's fine. I fudge all my rolls anyway. Oh, okay then. Well, that works out for everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm Marley. I play Runia of the Dark Blades, or Ru for short, who is like a pet to a Protean, and she's also a doppelganger. So some of the new things that my character gets is a Chain Shatter. Which is uh, when a foe breaks the chain, it takes dark damage based on um, how many chains I have on it at the time. And I also get a saboteur upgrade. So instead of just doing, um, what was it, minus 10 to uh, accuracy, it's minus 10 to crit and accuracy. And I also get critical evade, so if I, anytime I roll an evade check, and I roll half of my evade or less, then I make a critical evade and I avoid all damage. Nice. Evade tank. That is so sweet. Mm -hmm. And Runia of the Dark Blades gets to deal some dark damage. Yes. It says I can change the element, but I'm just going with the dark since... I mean, it fits your theme. Yeah. Alright, well let's step back into the imagination sphere. And return to our heroes who are about to start an interrogation in a dark basement of an abandoned, destroyed church.
Episode 6, Black and Silver. We fade up on a singular light bulb casting dim light on a damp, leaky, subterranean church basement where five magical super soldiers have, I just like saying that, I keep saying it, have surrounded one tied up uh, commander um, that was leading the six black regiment soldiers and one guy who's completely head to toe wrapped up except for his eyes in medical bandages who's is just shifting his eyes back and forth around the room you can blink once for yes and twice for no and maybe you can earn us taking your mouth bandages off blink once for yes or twice for no once <laughs> good job <laughs> keep this up and we'll get you a cookie is that before or after? He blinks twice because he's on a low-carb diet. <laughs> <laughs> so we can torture him with cookies. Got yeah. it. We're a vegetarian. Cookies can be vegetarian. Sorry, we don't have any vegan cookies. Oh, um, who's going to interrogate him? Who wants to lead the charge on asking people questions? I mean, I can't interrogate him, but I don't... No. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> I don't promise information. Who's going to lead the charge as I look towards the people who are not stabby? Maybe, like, a commander person who's in charge of us? Uh, that probably makes sense. What what kind of skill would that use? So, as a reminder, you can use any skill to talk to people. It's just that you are going to talk to them about the skill that you're using. So, if I have mathematics, which I do have a little bit of mathematics, I could ask him questions about mathematics. So, I'm going to look at the commander, who is now conscience. He's conscious. He's daggers at you. That's fine. I accept this. I like this. I point my daggers at him. He's Runia. Stand down for a second. You'll get your chance, Commander. Well, I need you to look at me. Why are you here? Why have you come to Kembrant? Sergeant Zig Zidak, five six seven one of the Black Regiment. Talks this. Okay, Runia. Can you uh, prod him just just a little bit? Be nice. As a point of order, torture doesn't work in the Gilded Age. Really? Yep, that's an official rule. Purple nurple. Yes, comedic torture does work, though. So, she's... <laughs> so, tickle torture. <laughs> what? You mean it makes people laugh? I'm going to use a biology check I'm gonna... to find his most ticklish tor- parts. <laughs> I'm going to use a little bit of psychology. I'm going to try to get in his head. You say you're only ticklish if you trust the person tickling. I'm a doctor. You <laughs> <laughs> can trust me. So, I'm going to use a psychology check to talk to him, to try to get in his head, play on his emotions, if he has any. Is it two it's nines? 18, 20, all together if I add, the, I add this to it, right? Okay. 20, it's a double. Okay, 20. Commander, look at me. I mean, soldier to soldier. I mean, he's giving you rank and file. That's pretty standard what you're supposed to do if you're caught and interrogated. So if you want to get him to open up, you're probably going to have to, like, give him some assurances or whatever. Give him, you're going to have to trade value for value. Like, he thinks you guys are just going to kill him, so, like, he has no reason to talk. Varunia, stand down. We're not going to murder this man. I'm just going to play with the skulls in the corner. We're not going <laughs> to torture him, either. <laughs> no, the, the skulls, it's an old church, so there's a crypt. Oh. Usually. They should really clean that out. It's not sanitary. <laughs> so, out of character, I really don't know much about military. I don't either. Just make as far as, like, rank and file, but... No, that's, that's like military operating procedure. When you get captured, you name, rank, serial number. If you just keep repeating that over and over again, eventually your captors get bored and they walk Kill away. 
he has no reason to talk to you, honestly. Like, yeah. you killed his men. I know, we can't torture him. I'm trying to think of what you, we can do to just, him. You have to... How would you get anybody to talk to you? I don't know. I've never had a prisoner in my basement, so... Well, let me, yeah, let let me, me think. tell you something. The, first time. <laughs> <laughs> the table is open to anybody that has an idea. Yeah, um, let me pat these guys down and see if they're carrying any information or equipment or anything that we Ooh, can use. that's a good idea. That's investigation. Yes, I can do that. Uh, 13. Squeaked out a single. Squeaked out a single. You pat him down, you pull out passport. Okay. It's obviously not aliens. I will open it up and look at it. Does it have a country of origin? Um, yes. Uh, a country of origin is Y-Vault. Mm. Uh, you see his picture, his name. His name is Zidak. Z-I-D-A-C. So the Black Regiment is from Y-Vault. That's, um... You see actually a stamp from Portent dated six months ago. And he either came here as an advance party or he came here left and then came back with the Black Regiment. For those at home and around the table, if you don't know, Y-Vault um, is the northernmost country of the current Gilded Age map. Mm-hmm. They're usually very militaristic, uh, highly superstitious. They're, it's very cold. It's, it's almost at the North Pole. Could I do a politics to find out what they were trying to get from mm. coming here? No, that wouldn't be relevant. Well, or I need a specific question that you're going for, other than just what are they trying to get. Um, I'm trying to find out what is... I'm trying to find something of worth to them in this area. Land? Min- minerals? Resources? The same as, as Kimbrin? If, yeah. if, if they are a militarized force from Y-Vault, then they could just be trying to take the land for themselves? And New Kimbrin is, like, one of the last uncivilized places in the known map area. It's colonized only recently. So, like, it is the most fertile. There were past colonies on New the 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 continent that became called New Cambrian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was one of them from Wyval? Do they do they feel like this is still their territory? Is anybody that would be possessive? that that would be a culture or maybe a politics check? That yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> 13 plus 2, 15. Yeah, I had an 18. I had higher than that, but I got greedy. <laughs> so both a single? Can I investigate the body? That would be a investigation, perception, scouting. Investigation, probably. Investigation, yeah. But you had a good idea in just searching the bodies. So if anybody wants to just search the bodies out in the street. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll do investigation. Because this might change. 20. 1920? Yeah. Yep. So single though. Okay, so you gather up their rifles, which had bayonet as attached to them. But the strange thing is, do either of you have culture? Nope. Yes, uh, I have society. Roll society. Nineteen. The um, makes and models of, of their weapons are, are different. Oh. They're um, uh, look like some are white vault design, and then some even look uh, like they're of Xedrian. And in fact, you find a couple other uh, passports, and it looks like. Two of them were from Whitefall, mm-hmm. and two of them are from. Oh, it's a it's a mixed bag. This this might be a, like a private military contractor, like a mercenary force. Um, your check, Whitefall, um, did have a former colony. Um, but pretty, um, I mean, it's pretty much everybody's had a former colony, and their colony was probably a couple hundred years ago. 
they've made no official claims to the land. They didn't, and they stayed out of the war that happened 10 years ago between New Cambridge and Cameron. So you guys are out on the street right now looting? We'll say that this happened. Yeah, they're out on the street. They went, they went out on the streets looting. They come back and they're like, hey guys, they're not all from Weivald. Yeah, that's, a, that's troubling because that means somebody who's not an entire country has access to beyond our military-grade weaponry. I wonder if they're selling military-grade weapons to other countries. Do you think we could buy some? Focus. Ooh, what if we ask them that we want to buy the stuff, and then he could be a point of contact? And Will you give us green lasers so that we can fight you green laser to green laser? I'd take a red laser, too. So I can't torture these guys, but an idea pops into my head. And I <laughs> so sad that you can't torture these men. <laughs> and I run over to uh, Vic's medical bags and his backpack and the things, the gear he's been carrying. Yep. And I start rummaging through his bag. Hey, I, uh, uh, Hang on. Just give me a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I pull out the Petri dish that he took from the Endeavor. Oh. That has the silver plague. Wait, do we kn- know about it? Yeah, do you know about that? I think he told her. But... He was studying it at the campfire. I would have told the commander, but I don't think I would have told anybody else. So... Well, everybody else now knows. <laughs> well, they just see you pull out a Petri dish. Right. Well, Please I pull... be very careful with that. I pull it out, and I pop the lid. Oh, God, please be very careful with that. Do you touch it? No. Yeah. No. Please don't touch it. <laughs> but I put it in the the commander's face. What do you mean you put it in his face? Like, like you just hold it up to yes, him? Yes. As right. though he's uh, sniffing some salts. You hold it up to him, and you see it kind of start to, to move a little bit, and you see like these tiny little tendrils kind of start to stretch out towards him. That's and his and he's like uh, uh, trying to back away from it, but he's like against a wall. If you don't want to succumb to the fate of whatever this creation is, then start talking. Okay, 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 okay. Just, just put it away. Just put it away very carefully. You could literally kill us all. He's right. He's right. I'm not going to put the lid on this until you give me some information. Why are you here for this? Look, I don't know. Who you think I am? All right, I'm just a sergeant. All right, mercenary. Okay, hundreds of us were hired. Then give me a name and a location. Where can I find somebody that knows more about this? Look, our leader, if you want to call it that. Nobody's really seen the guy. He calls himself Fist of the Broken Whispers. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Travis. (laughs) It's mouthing. That's a fucking good name. All right, he has an outpost in Adam's Tooth Mountain. All right, that's where we dock the ship. But your ship can't go there. The black ship can. I don't know. I don't know why. And I don't know what that thing is. All I know is they they dug it up in the mine, and it's super deadly, and we've been told to kill anybody who's infected and to burn their bodies and to not touch it. He, he just said it was an, an omen. Then why did you shoot down ships that were coming from a completely different area? Because we were told to. On top of killing so it was basically just kill anybody that you see Look, man i'm a merc i was hired for a job all right we were told to to shoot you guys down they shot you down then we're told to clean out the city round up round up those who are healthy kill any resistance send them to the mine and that's the mine that's um do you know anything about what's going on in the mine not not a lot they're they're putting anybody who who's healthy to work they're they're digging 
some mineral that I've never seen before and, and shipping it up to Adam's tooth. I just have one more question. Have you met or heard of James Barlow? Tell me. Not, no, no, I haven't. I don't. Have you met Frank Thomas? Legendary first baseman. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I'm done here. Cap the lid. Give me an agility check. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> or dexterity. It'd probably be dexterity. No, no, it'd be dexterity, because that's like closing doors and stuff. Yeah. Hand motions, it, dexterity. How quick I do it, or... It's, how it's skillfully. How carefully you're doing it. How dexterously. Damn it. Okay. 2d10 plus your dexterity divided by 3. Okay. So 14. All right. <laughs> you close it. And add it back to the doctor. Uneventful. Here you go. And but then it falls out of your back. hand and <laughs> cracks open on the floor. Splatters all over everybody. I was, I was about to say. And uh, get splatters give me an evade check. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Is that everybody? Everybody give me an evade check. Oh. Oh, no. You know, I'm a very dexterous and agile person. I'm really that nice. cloaked. This is a no. It's I have a critical evade. You weren't cloak. It's a surprise attack. If Do you fail, give me a resist trick. Oh boy. Oh Did god. All three of you fail. Yes. My evade is twelve. I had thirty-eight. My evade is thirty-five. Uh, I mean, these people are wearing clothes, right? Mm-hmm. I fail. Resist. You fail. I fail. I failed. You fail. Double failed. Travis looks sky. Very, no, I critically evaded or My mummy guy doesn't even get a check. Mm. Okay. So you drop it, it cracks open and splashes um the mummy guy, and we get a very horror shot of this thing slithering up the bandages and then going into his eyes, and he's just like <laughs> as he just dies in agony. And the other guy uh, gets splashed and kind of like lands on his cheek and you just see it kind of turn silvery and black tendrils kind of start growing across his face, almost like it's decaying instantly. And he's like, ah! Mercy killing? <laughs> do you want to kill him? You can if you want to. Uh, yeah, both of them. Can I do both? Yeah, you can just do it. You don't have to. You can just do it. Okay. All right, you mercy kill both of them. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, can of worms whoops not to give you help but because we're out of combat like just doing hp damage is not really threatening to good edge pcs in a severe situation which we might be in gonna get a wound you can just say everybody who failed gets a wound yep everybody who fails gets a wound as this thing sears into some part of your flesh except runia what this thing splashes onto you and kind of slithers up your arm. Killock kind of comes out, and it, it just kind of slithers. And Killock just kind of looks out like a little burp. cute fox burp. And you're fine. Oh. Proteans can eat the plague. That's, well, that's useful. Interesting. So Bishop and Vic, you have a wound, mm-hmm. and you get to pick what part of your body this thing is buried into. And you have uh, like a silvery patch. Do we want to see if Killock will eat it from them? Yeah, I mean, it might not kill our wound, but it could stop us from dying. Get it out, get it out, get it out! I told my one remaining human limb out. Um, so yeah, so, like, you... I, I asked him if he's willing. He, um, 
Did he find it tasty? Eh. <laughs> you just kind of get an eh feeling. It tastes old. Metallic-y? Bad hot dog. You can ask him. He'll just kind of hop over to Vic's arm and just kind of walk over it. And it just kind of just sucks it up. Maybe I should have. Get, get Bishop's out, too. He's also low on human limbs. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero human limbs. Oh. It's Wait. like on your, your chest or your neck or something. My beautiful chest. <laughs> Lusciously hairy. <laughs> Canonical. <laughs> Do proteans like hair? It just, it just walks up and just puts its paw over your heart or wherever it is and just sucks it up. So as a medic, are you fascinated? I'm both fascinated and horrified you by everything that have, just happened. You both still have a wound. Yeah. But they're no longer going to die of the Silver Plague, is that it? Yeah, because the Silver Plague is um, certain death. Yeah, it's, it's either remove what gets infected or die. Okay. That's um, it's bad. But hey, we can have her weird monster friend to help us. Yay. You just called a thing well, that saved your life weird. Keep in mind that this was just a very tiny sample. Mmm. Mm. I don't like the sound of that that specification. <laughs> that implies there are bigger samples. Oh, it was just a little petri dish of a sample. I mean, yeah. we do have two people that are now murdered sitting there full of it. That was just a ketchup packet sized version of it. Now does it does it continue to reproduce after the their host is dead? Um after she kills them it kinda stops, but it's still like the scar and the veins are still there. Okay. But is the is it dead? I mean, you could touch it and find out. Or you could let the protean <laughs> try it. Or you could have your doctor. I don't really want the protean to swallow any more than it needs to. Cause have the doctor biopsy some samples. Well, we need our Petri dish again. What if I have to interrogate somebody else? I think we should not use that to interrogate <laughs> somebody else. So, like, the back of my forearm has now, like, a silver blackened spot on it, and I'm actually going to... Cut a little bit of my skin and put it in a petri dish. So as a it's sample. sucked up the silver. Like it sucked whatever was infecting you, kind of like sucking out the snake venom or whatever. So you just have like the actual. Okay. That's left. But you have the other guy's face. So like some, like, you know, it's like, it's almost like you, so your skin kind of like did start to decay, but like whatever plague was in there has been sucked up. Okay. But there, you could get plague from the dead guys if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. I think he'll be fine. Can your protean growl at the samples as I collect them so they behave, please? I think this thing's sentient. The sample's not. If you want to collect biopsies, you have a medical kit, right? Yes. So you could you could spend a point off your medical kit to have a jar or a petri dish or something. And it'll just be a biology check to get the sample. No problem. So just don't fail. Mm-hmm. That's a 20. Perfect. You can get double, so you can get a sample from each person. Great. Seems a little less inert than it had previously. Is that the right word? A little more inert. No ert is zero <laughs> ert. Can I place them in red sand jars, which are special red sand glass is a special glass that proteans cannot break? Sure. If you spend two points off your med kit okay. to have that very specific thing. Alright. I have no more med kit. Medical bag. Or maybe it's that you, you happen to find one in, in the church basement. Here's so, let's just recap real quick what we learned here. Mm -hmm. One, don't mess with plague samples unless you're a medically trained doctor. Yeah. 
<laughs> Commander. Two. We needed information. What do you want? It looks like the Black Regiment is composed of mercenaries hired from varying countries, probably just given pay. Uh, not a lot of details on the job unless you need to find somebody higher up the chain of command. It says the top guy is somebody who calls himself Fist of Broken Whispers. And they have a base where they dock the airship up north in the Adams Tooth Mountain, which is part of a mountain range up north. And just to remember the map, so we had three different directions we were going. Call it a yes. Trinity, right? And yes, we're kind you, of in between two right now. You're well, no, you're the midpoint of the map. If this was like the overworld game map, you'd have Levi Pierce's farm. That's middle. your hub of operations. East of that was the forest where you crashed. Right. West of that, of the farm, is the mine. You are south of the farm right now, mm -hmm. which is portent. Um, north was um, Barlow's, Odessa. Barlow's location, yeah, or the, last known location. Last known location. Um, north of that, then, you would think if um, anybody, like uh, Lyra, who's from Cameron, who's from New Cameron, um, knows a little knows some of the charted area, so knows Adam Tooth is very north. So that's going to be north of Odessa. Yeah. Odessa is the capital city where you were originally supposed to take all of the supplies once you landed in port and, and you were to report to General Hondo. Right. And you don't know if he's still in Odessa or not. James Barlow, who had sent the sample to the doctor that Travis knew, and the last known location is in, was in Odessa as well. Okay. It's, it's coming back to me. All right, guys, so we have some information. What do you want to do with it? We said we were going to go to the mines and pick up more yeah. survivors. I, I want to check the, the hospital here. Uh, Miss um, Lyra, was it? Can you direct us to the hospital so I can harvest resources from it? I can. Uh, we should get the truck. So before we go to the hospital, what would you like to do? Send off the, uh, the truck with uh, your two drivers who can pass as Black Regiment. Yeah, they send, send off them with the these uh, survivors, and you guys are a lot more capable than the help that I had with me before. Okay, so, uh, can send them off to back to back to uh, Pierce's farm. Okay, so you know the city is still occupied. So wherever you go, you're going to need to avoid patrols or engage patrols. It's up to you. Um. So you're going to want to clear, if you want to send people back to the farm, you're going to want to clear a safe path for them out of the city or give them the truck. Was that what you're saying? Give them the truck? Okay. Or you can give them the truck to drive out. In fact, I mean, Marcus and Elijah still have the black regiment uniforms, so they could load up the truck like they're taking out prisoners and then just drive back to the farm. Yeah, I think that was our original plan. Yeah. So they can do that. And, um, you know, when, when we leave, we can uh, make a loud exit, as they say, in the SWAT. Field. Well, we, we still have one more objective here. Remember, yes. we came here to search for the radios. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. I did too. <laughs> so, in relation to the hospital, Lyra, do you know how close the radio tower is? Asking the Game Master, did the radio tower survive the bombardment? Um, the radio tower did not survive the bombardment. And the actual cable system that they have stretched out over the ocean or whatever they would need to have transcontinental communication, you uh, know that that line has, was physically cut also by the what? Black Regiment. They don't have satellites here? Hmm? There's no satellites? I, is there satellites in this 1930s <laughs> fantasy game? 
There are three. They're called the moons. (laughs) Another option you have Mm -hmm. is to try to see if you can get to the remains of the Tempest, which kind of landed in more shallowy water closer to the beach. If you can get on board there and see if you can fix that, the Tempest radios. You know, the Silver Plague was yummy to the Podians. We probably could have, like, invited the Podians over and got rid of the plague. That sounds like a bad idea. They have a whole island off the coast of New Cambrian that they control. So, like, there's a whole bunch of them if we wanted to invite them. <laughs> it's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the person from New Cambrian said that. Must be true. Hey, I read that part of the book. Travis doesn't remember what he read <laughs> in the book. So it's a big ruined city, and it's just, like... It's just, just Castlevania. No, there's a ruined cool. city. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about an island. It's an island that is just a ruined city. Oh. It's I city. thought it was part of, there's just a ruined city. And like the Podians just go and bask in the sun or something? No, they... It's cat island. Become <laughs> monsters from the Castlevania games. I don't know. <laughs> copyright, copyright. It's purposefully vague for the GM to decide. Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> we shouldn't go there. Yeah, nobody goes there. It's not on the current list of objections, but if you want to go there, you can. You can do whatever you want. It's an open world RPG. I was just saying, if it was yummy. If it's not yummy, I don't think we could convince them anyway. So, um, yeah, you just need to decide what you want to do for next session, I guess, really. I think combined would be fine. But um, out of character, what time is it? What time of day? Mm. Let me roll a d12. Hmm. <laughs> It's 4 p.m. We got here rather early, didn't we? We never mentioned what time of day it was. So So are you doing tonight, Vic and Lyra, are you two doing a stealth mission? Oh, me? No, I don't stealth. Like, you mentioned stealth earlier, and I just just looked at Runia, because she'd be sneaky. How far away is the hospital? You you had mentioned. It's five blocks. It's, It's really not that far. It is in an adjacent district. Is it occupied? They have definitely done some sweeps through the building in the past. You, um, it's not, it is occupied. You know, you're still searching for some of your family members you lost in the initial attack. And you think they all do have, are holding some prisoners in the hospital before they ship them out. So the hospital actually is a, a main base of operation right now for the Black Regiment. So a night operative? Who, who on this team is on board with a night operative? You're going to have to speak up. I'll go. I'll go. I'm sneaky. Lyra, are you uh, joining? I don't know where my mother or my brother are. Uh, could be in the hospital. And uh, I really like the idea of uh, taking the fight to these guys. Uh, may die trying, but uh, it, it sure beats not being able to do anything. Do you know of any of explosives or any other weaponry that we have access to in here that maybe we could raid? Um... I, I would think it would be a possibility since this is a port city and there's mining going on that explosives would come through uh, the port and maybe they'd be stored in a warehouse near the port. Yeah, it makes sense to me. There's a warehouse in the port district that could have some dynamite and stuff like that. But the port district um, is beyond the inner wall of the city. So there's a wall that goes around the entire city and then there's like an, an inner wall that separates the, the port area from the main town. So you're at the church, which is in the main town. And if we wanted to go to the Temptress, right? Then that the would Tempest. Be... And the Tempest crashed out in the port district in the, in the water. 
And then isn't the yes. trench like something like that? So the Tempest also would have military supplies right. washed up on the beach, maybe if the Black Regiment hasn't taken any. They're not really in. occupying this space, right? Because it's really, really hazardous. They're, they're... There's patrols everywhere. Okay. When you were, you were at the beginning of last, of episode four, when you were scouting out everything, it's like, I mean, it's an occupied city. They got trucks and people moving all over the place. And now Lyra tells you, like, oh, and their their main base of operations, their their command center right now is in the hospital. So it's just a really a matter of either avoiding patrols or just taking out the patrols one by one as you run into them. Well, we're getting on towards evening. We can't stay here for a week because we've been kind of loud today. I'm feeling like we need to get a move on. Can Lyra tell us how long this place has been under siege? Three weeks. Yeah, it's about like three to four weeks now. Okay. Yeah. Then maybe going to the Tempest is a better idea because it will be less picked over. I'm sure they've gotten everything useful out of the hospital by now. But but her people. Folks are there. Oh, I'm sorry. And you wanted supplies. I retract my ideas. It's really just what order do you want to hit things? So um, kind of like you had the idea... The options of where you wanted to go and you wanted to come to Porton. Now in Porton, you have a couple of different options. So it's really just what you want to do first. But we have to create a distraction because we can't beat them. There were five people. I think that's a good idea, though. Like, we make a ruckus, maybe just blow up the entire TNT building. Right. And distract some people away from the hospital, hopefully, and then go back in when they're least expecting. So it's still kind of a stealth mission, an in-and-out grab. Grab what we can, maybe a box full of TNT, take it back to the farm, and then blow up the rest so they don't have it either. Take what we can carry. Like if you guys wanted to like head towards the hospital, and then I could stay behind to set off the TNT, and then catch up. I think I could trust you to ninja your way out. <laughs> All right, so going to, to the warehouse, or are you going to try and go to the Tempest as well? We're going to hit the warehouse on the way. Okay. Just one confirmation then. You're sending Marcus... And Elijah with the refugees. Yeah, I think we already sent them off. Yeah, they're okay. gone. Well, when are you guys are you guys going to want to leave tonight? I think night's going to be our best time to have fewer people on rotation. Okay, so you you take the surviving refugees. Now that you have the rest of the party, Lyra, I'm going to say you send your uh, little six cohorts back with them. Yes. Try and keep them safe. Get word yes. back to Levi. Um, so you load them all up in the truck. As if they were prisoners, Marcus and Elijah get back in the driver's seat and head back the way you came came into the city. And we'll just fade out on them, fade up on you guys scouting out on a rooftop overlooking the, the warehouse that you think houses some dynamite. Uh, can we look for uh, patrols or any enemy presence? Yes, there is an enemy presence you see actually you see them loading up boxes from the warehouse onto trucks and you so you do see some people standing guard um and the lights are on and you see people going in and out are those people standing next to red explosive barrels um no but they are carrying boxes of presumably dynamite all right which may or may not explode but it's not like i can i can shoot that with two taps and the whole thing chain reaction i mean I don't know much about dynamite, but mm-hmm. I've heard it's pretty volatile. So I could, sh- I, I should just take the shot then, right? Uh, well, hang on, big guns. Let's hold back a little bit. It's not that big of a gun. Look, we need to get to the warehouse. We're not just trying to create a diversion. We're trying to. We need a path back to 
So let's think this through, see if we can confiscate some of this and get some intel. Can I go ahead and try to make, I, I would, I think that some of us need to be down there. Yeah, let's. That's... So I can, I can move down there, like try to sneak my way close by. So when there is a distraction of apparently limbs going everywhere, I can sneak into the warehouse. Take Rooney with you. Well, yeah, she's going to be leading. How far away from these guys are we right now? We're on top of Billy. You're on you're on a, a rooftop, so maybe like a block or two away. I don't know. You're you're as plot far as you want to be. Okay. I mean, like this sounds like farther than my 24 spaces on my range of my rifle. Sounds like outside of combat range. Yeah, you're you're outside of immediate combat range. Okay. Okay. So you guys who are sneaky want to sneak ahead and then. Rania, can you take can you take Bishop with you, please? Yeah, I can do that. We'll go ahead and uh, try to make our way over to an area that's relatively close to where the people are, but just out of just out of sight. So mm-hmm. we can. You're both pretty agile characters. Are you trying to stay on the rooftops, or are you jumping down to the street level? How are how are you making your approach? I'm comfortable being on the rooftops because, well, you know, if I fall, oops, no big deal. Uh, but I don't know if Runia would. Yeah, I'd be comfortable on rooftops, like up until like right next to it. And then maybe like looking at the warehouse and seeing if there's like any like clear story windows to like sneak into or something. So we're running so, along the buildings down. Yeah. Down below. Kind of keeping pace with you. I just want, uh, I just want a, your plan of attack. Yeah, it would, it would just be parkour going on to the roof of the warehouse. All right, so give, make it a, an agility check. 2d10 plus... Agility divided by 3. 23. So. 21. Both succeeding. Both doubles. Both doubles. Mm. So you parkour a- across the cranes and equipment, and uh, both land on top of the warehouse. And as double success, you don't make a sound, and you see one of the, you know, an open, like, sunroof area that you could, so you can peek on down into into the inside of the warehouse. And what do we see in the warehouse? Do we see uh, people walking around still, or is the warehouse mostly empty? Uh, You see people, like, um, loading up boxes. Um, You see a guy walking around with, like, a clipboard making notes. Um, There's probably... Nine people total that you see walking around. Okay. Just moving boxes and lifting up trucks, and some of them are just standing guard. Um, they're all wearing the Black Regiment uniforms. So is the is the warehouse like your typical warehouse where there's it, there's multiple levels of of storage, or is it more like a full level of boxes and random things, and then maybe a second floor, or it's one big open area with stacks of shelves going down aisles okay filled with boxes and stuff and so there and then there's like movable cranes that systems that if they wanted to get something off of a high shelf but you just see them kind of going through it looks like they're the same as you it looks like they're mostly going for like dynamite and other mining equipment okay and um of these nine people you see two that probably stand out to you um, the most you see one guy who just looks jacked and has a giant sword strapped to his back. And then you see another 
a woman carrying a, a whip at her side. Is I think canonically is probably is the first woman you've seen of the Black Regiment. She's probably of no importance. <laughs> so Rue, I can just jump down there. I don't have a problem with that, but I mean, I can cloak myself and go down there and then how steal you, stuff. How are you going to make your way down? Do you want me to just carry you? <laughs> what? She's <laughs> a 15 agility, not a three. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know how, how, how much of the difference is between the ceiling or the roof of where we're at to the topmost box. If she, if she failed an agility check and fell, it would do damage. But you're both super high agility, so I don't... Could I just, like, tie a rope or have him hold a rope, go down, grab, like, a box, and then he pulls me up? Do you have the strength to hold on to a giant box of dynamite? Probably not. Mm. As I look at my strength of one. Uh, how, <laughs> how high would you say the roof is of an Amazon warehouse? Um, <laughs> seen that it's about 25 feet. It's 25, 30 feet? All right, so you're about Maybe? 30 feet up. Okay. So there's probably like a, a 10 foot drop between the high point where we're at to the highest True. point of all the boxes. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like if there's like an open box and nobody's kind of like around it, I could probably sneak in and like just grab a backpack I mean, full sneak, of dynamite. Yeah, you can grab a backpack full of dynamite. You can stuff dynamite onto your person. Dangerous, volatile, explosive dynamite all over your person. I'm down with that plan. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> you have a point of resolve, right? Uh, so I have an explosion? Do I? How much dynamite can I fit in my pants? I mean, what if I fed it to my protean? It would never be seen again. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're going for? I mean, it's the protean that eats the black plague. Who knows what else it can eat? But we want it back. Because we want to blow stuff up. It was the up. silver plague, sorry. It's not a bag of holding. It's a, it's a protean. <laughs> I mean, I figured that we were just going in there and then... Once the distraction is made, we'll be able to go and stash a lot of the dynamite. If you just want to sneak in and grab some dynamite, you can. But I'm just saying, it's dynamite. <laughs> don't, don't, don't fail. Don't fail. Just roll well, and everything should be fine. In the and end, also don't do anything dangerous while you have dynamite on your person. Like get into combat. Just like she, she didn't fail with the uh, silver plague dish earlier. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, she succeeded on that roll like a single and still dropped it. Nope. I'm okay with with waiting until there's a a distraction and then playing it by ear. So if we have to go into combat at that point, then we're in a more advantageous area to where we can flank them. You want to signal us that we should <laughs> cause a distraction? How much strength do you have? 14. Okay, so you can jump down and grab a whole box. Yeah. Rooney has a strength of one? Yes. She cannot grab a whole box. She couldn't even grab the rope. I could grab a rope-ish <laughs> for me. You could jump down no problem because, one, you don't take fall damage. Right. So maybe a stealth roll to do it silently. And then you could just grab a box and then just jump back up probably. I can jump 10 feet? Well, you have, like, oh, no, the arrow vault. Oh, uh, yeah, I do have the arrow vault. Yeah. Okay, well, I can do that. I'm all down for that. Yeah, you, you can jump 30 feet. Straight oh. up. Oh. Yeah. But do you have an ability that lets you do a jump without making sound? No. So that would be a stealth roll. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can do that. 
to do it. Come on, you got this. Checking the number that counts as a miss. (laughs) It's about a 50% chance. And do you have have any luck points? You have a talent? You can re-roll one of those dice. We're coming right up on the bottom, so we're about to surround this building from the bottom. Oh, I thought you guys were all hanging back. No, I we were falling, but on the ground. Okay, well then I need stealth rolls from all of you. All right. If I get one re-roll. It's a group check. Damn. So I see a six on that one. What did you get, Travis? I wish I had a six. Matt? I have a 14. All right. What is your total number after adding the six? It was... Hmm. Do you have stealth? Yeah, it's four. Ten. So nine. So ten. Oh, ten. Yeah. Which is a still miss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Lyra, wait, is a 14? Is a single, right? Yes. Yeah. So the big tanky, are you, are you knighted up? Uh, not, not at the moment. Okay. Well, that's, that's how you succeeded then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Flavor, flavor, flavory. I tripped over a stone on the cobbled street. My gun goes off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. You, you misfire. I think and he turned it off. Right. Has it been <laughs> off for a long time? No. Okay. So my gun goes off. So his gun goes off. She trips. I tripped because his gun went off. Yeah, that's probably it. What the hell? Yes. How did you get your finger on that trigger? I am. That uh, wasn't uh, even the one I was holding. Where's Lyra? What's over? Who's over there? I got this. Get, get the light on there. A light turns on from a, a watchtower. That you didn't even know was there, and then <laughs> all right, I have a plan. swings around and lights all light lights you two up. Lyra, Lyra, who is like just out of the light and still hidden in shadows. Uh, Bishop and Runia, you all see this from the roof. At this point, I'm going to jump I down. Wait, 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 okay, hang on. I got it. I'm defecting. The Cameron Army pay is terrible. Can I join you guys? Persuasion or rhetoric? Uh, sure. Business? It's just as horrible as my stealth, so why not? Hey, that's a 14 for a single. Alright, uh, lay down your weapons. Can I attack the light? Huh? While he's talking, can I just break yeah, the light? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna lay down. You're not next to the light. You can th- try to throw your dagger. What's your range on your dagger? Oh, two to six. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I'm gonna lay down my weapons one at a time. Slowly. All you see is light, by the way. So if you're gonna try to I, stealth shoot somebody, you can't see anybody yet. No, I'm just letting other people have an opportunity to shoot other people. Okay. I'm just causing so, a distraction. Okay. Bishop said he was jumping down. Yep. So go ahead and give me a stealth throw on that if you're if you're trying to be stealthy. Yeah. Uh that's a fifteen. Single? Yeah, fifteen. Alright. So you jump down in the in in the in the warehouse. And you're kind of have some cover behind a, a large stack of boxes. Nobody sees you yet. Okay, and then I would just grab a satchel full of dynamite. You can grab some dynamite and put it into your satchel. Okay, I shall. You do all that. have adventure bags, Runia. What are you doing? Uh, I'm keeping an eye on everybody else and making sure nobody's getting like looking his way or. Give me a per- give me a perception check. Uh... 14. All right. Yeah. Um, scouting. So the light goes on. He's jumping down. Um, nobody is going towards Bishop, but you see the two people downstairs, the big guy with the sword and the lady with the whip, um, are walking back out of the warehouse towards the commotion. So 
grabbing dynamite. Rooney is keeping watch. Vic is slowly laying down his weapons. I'm putting my weapon on the ground at the same time. I'm planning my area of effects. This is sky. Okay. So I'm about to throw some zones to slow down our enemies. They actually have a pretty good range, I think. That will not be stealthy. At this point, we are exposed. That's fine. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. All right. So you're charging up your zone. What is Lyra doing? Uh, Lyra is going to try to continue stealthing since she's not in the light, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's going to try to get a little closer to these uh, two imposing looking people so she can kind of intercede herself if necessary. All right. You're going to try to move closer. You still, you're not knighted up yet. Just moving. No, closer. she can. She can. Presto, change in a moment. Go ahead and give me yeah. one more stealth check. Sure thing. That is all of a nine, so that's a fail. Can you reveal one or no? She has no talents <laughs> or, <laughs> or abilities to stealth. Do you have any goddess points? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's up to you. Um, I mean, it's up to you if you want to spend them. You don't have to spend them. You can take the fail. Um, I think I'm just going to go with the fail. I'm going to fail go forward. With the fail. So you try to step forward and you're trying to creep forward. You kind of put your hand on a, a box and you just kind of feel it lurch forward. Apparently it's on wheels and it goes squeak, 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 squeak and like crashes into some other boxes. And so now um, we focus on your cringing face where you're just like, oh crap. And um, that's going to be the end of that episode. Tacos and Dice is an actual play podcast of the Gilded Age role-playing system designed by Travis Garden. The Rise of Albion campaign features Travis as Vic Winters, Marley as Runia of the Darkblades, Thelma as Skyro, Chris as Bishop Armstrong, Matt as Lyra Vallenas, and Kenneth as the Game Master. Our theme songs are Catharsis and Organic to Synthetic by Punch Deck. Find more of their music on YouTube or Spotify. Find us on Facebook at Tacos and Dice. We discovered that the people are not all from my vault. Some are from Luxedria. Which is actually Luxire. That means you looked in the other guy's pocket? Wait, what? (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I renamed the country. No, it's Luxedria. Okay, that's fine. They looted the the corpses of the people. What was the the new country? Uh, Luxire, say? No, I'm not saying that. That's fine. Um, (laughs) So you can just edit this whole conversation out. No. In my canon, it's Luxedria still. Okay. Because I can pronounce that. What's the other one? Luxire, say? It's Irish for Leaking Lake. Looks, I'm sorry. Looks so now that I say that to other people, <laughs> I'm sorry, and I might change it back. <laughs> Tweet in if you want Luxarche or Luxedria.